This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Every Monday morning, I have a nephew that crop scouts. We have missed the material rains getting three to seven tenths. We also missed the deranged show that put a tree through the roof of my daughter's house near Huxley. As of last Monday, the drought had taken away the probability of an exceptional corn yield, but he said that he only found tip back of one and a half inches in one field. Forecasters keep telling us that we'll get a real rain, but it so far it looks like we are continually being lied to. If we do, then I think we'd have APH yield potential. The soybeans are probably great with rain. Cooler temperatures help. We are on the northern edge of the Iowa drought, but not close enough to Minnesota to fully escape it. Corn following soybeans may not be hurt much yet on our heavy ground. Corn on corn is more at risk. Compaction's an issue. At our operation, when the corn is harvested, there's still a lot to do. They harvest stalks and cover ground with manure. Removing stalks and applying manure grows good corn on corn. Yet that means that there'll be a lot of times over the ground. You can get compaction, which makes tillage a requirement. Last year we had the time for good fall tillage. They use a deep till to do the ends and wherever manure was stockpiled and loaded. That may be 30% of a field before they do the regular tillage, so some of it is double tilled. That paid off this year. We have deep soils, but roots have to be able to go down after the moisture. Extreme heat compounds that. We still see compaction in the driveways that is hard to cure. I see other farms where it is obvious that compaction blocked root access to water and that they'll have a significant negative yield impact. I was heading to Des Moines Thursday afternoon, so I should get a look at the crop damage done by the derecho. USDA reported 8.991 million acres of prevented plant compared to 18.1 million last year. 5.375 million of it was corn compared to 11.4 million last year. They buried 11.4 million acres last year, so losing 5.375 million should not be so hard. Most of Prevent Plant was in the Dakotas, which was not a surprise. What shook the trade more was that the FSA reported that farmers had certified just 81.1 million acres of corn and 75.9 million acres of soybeans for the August report cutoff. That let their imagination run that June planted acreage is overstated and that corn and soybean acreage should be another 1 to 3 million acres lower. That was worth a rally. Sign-up was disrupted by COVID-19 this year, with a lot of it getting done remotely. It was not as easy as dropping by the FSA office and signing. They also waived the penalties for late reporting, and I am very sure that there are more acres than normal that will yet be reported in subsequent data. That would make the rally a selling opportunity. The ethanol industry is in trouble. Politico says that it is so hard up that the Renewable Fuels Association, which relies on ethanol companies for funding, is being forced to cut back on advertising and lobbying because of smaller funding. Stuff rolls downhill. When ethanol companies take a huge hit, which they did from COVID-19 in the Saudi's oil price war, they have to conserve cash somewhere. The industry's chance of getting something from the next COVID-19 aid tranche is anybody's guess, but such aid was not in their GOP version. Donald J. Trump was recently in Odessa, Texas, heart of oil country, picking up checks at campaign fundraisers from the oil industry. Don't hear of him coming to Iowa for money. Nobody has any here. 
when he came to Iowa in 2015, he promised the ethanol industry that he would have their back at the Iowa Renewable Fuels Summit meeting, which I had attended in person. We all know that he did not keep that promise. What we know actually happened is that his EPA approved 4.4 billion gallons of RIN waivers, costing us 1.5 billion bushels of ethanol corn demand. I think that is an accurate fact set. There is another slew of 86 RIN waiver applications pending at EPA, and they are very quiet about what they'll do with them. If they were planning to change small refinery exemption policy and cancel the waivers, one would think that they would announce it to hold their farm boat together. Then again, the president may not believe that he'll lose any votes due to his ethanol policy. He can have the RIN waivers approved and farmers will vote for him anyway. That way he can pay back the oil industry campaign contributions. As a footnote, have you noticed how the Saudi-Russian OPEC plus oil price war is not even mentioned anymore? It was a full-blown attack on U.S. oil independence, damaging both the U.S. shale oil and biofuels industry, and the president gives his royal buddies in Ridga in Moscow a buy on the responsibility. That is America first? Hardly. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.